Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulillah. In our previous lesson, we spoke of the internal and external context of Islamic tradition as a necessary element in the proper understanding, practice, and prioritization of religion. The question may arise though, why all this talk of Islamic tradition? The answer, sadly, is all around us. It's in our homes, our mosques, our madrasas, our universities, our hearts, our minds, and most blatantly so, on our screens. Tradition, in a generic sense, is most often associated with rigid, immutable, uniform stagnation, like a weed unwelcome in a new modern garden. What we don't understand is that Islamic tradition isn't generic, isn't a weed, and isn't stagnant. The Qur'an was revealed at a time when evil shrouded most aspects of life in Arabia. Graves of baby girls dotted the desert landscape. Women were used in wanton ways. Tribal warfare blotted tents in blood. The poor were plunged into despair through usury. The prospect of change seemed about as stone dead as the idols erected in the Kaaba. How could revelation change anything? In fact, the reason that the Qur'an was so potently powerful in turning the tides of history is because it appealed to the most pressing aspects of humanity, the most cogently contingent truths of existence and the wisest principles of morality. It appealed to humanity on three levels. Fitra, faith, and fiqh. In a miraculous address, exquisite in style, compelling in argument, refined in spirit, and brilliant in thought, the Qur'an was able to raise people from the lowest depths of depravity to the highest heights of spiritual intelligence. And, if not enough of a divine feat, all that was delivered by a man who embodied it entirely, upheld it with utmost integrity, and taught it in the best way. His life, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, became the ultimate recitation of the Qur'an. His khuluq, the perfect human manifestation of the divine attributes. Allah says, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Truly, you, O Prophet, are upon a magnificent standard of character. Surah Al-Qalam, verse 4. This comprehensive prophetic ethos became the template of Islamic tradition, in which the Ummah input centuries of scholarship. With an honest look, we ought to ask ourselves, what are we inputting today? The real question isn't why we're discussing Islamic tradition, but rather why we have need to do so in the first place. For tradition was always the backdrop to Islamic civilization, deeply ingrained in the collective psyche of the Ummah, passed down through its scholarly genome. Fitra Foundation aspires to answer some aspects of that question. Allah says, فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لِلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا لَا تَبْدِيلَ لِخَلْقِ اللَّهِ 
ذلك الدين القيم ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون. So, Prophet, as a man of pure faith, stand firm and true in your devotion to the religion. This is the natural disposition God instilled in mankind. There is no altering God's creation, and this is the right religion, though most people do not realize it. Surah Al-Rum, verse 30. This verse teaches us that Islam isn't a truth that is external to us, but is the deepest truth inside us. So when the societal norms of Arabia had diverged so strongly from healthy human norms, the Qur'an came as a reviver of the fitrah and a caller to faith. Who then bore that message after the Prophet ﷺ? The scholars, and particularly those of deepest understanding, the fuqaha. The fitrah is our ancient spirit, the part of us that makes us human and intuitively connects us to the divine. When the fitrah is skewed or damaged, religious guidance isn't effective, making tradition, which is the very flower of the religion, seem like a weed, not because it is so, but because the soil is tainted. When the fitrah is damaged, the wrong things take root. Consider the following words of Dr. Katie Melville. Nearly 99% of the world's daily calorie intake can be traced back to soil. The plants we eat require soil to grow, and the animals we eat require plants to grow. Soil is vital for human survival, yet modern farming and agricultural practices are quickly destroying it. Worldwide, one-third of the Earth's soil is at least moderately degraded, and over half of the land used for agriculture has some level of degradation. Due to intense, mismanaged farming, soil nutrients are declining. End quote. The fitra is the human soil. Tradition is its flower. Scholarship is its fruit. Sacred knowledge is the nourishment of the mind, heart, and soul. If we are all, undeniably, a product of our times, we ought to be quite concerned about the upcoming harvest. The Internet age has caused a spiritual shift of tectonic proportions. This is a danger of immense magnitude. And so, re-establishing the symbiotic relationship between fitrah and faith is the way forward. This was and is the way of the Qur'an. This is our tradition, a flower that never dies. In the final lesson of episode 1, we'll discuss the last two elements of Sayyidina Nafisa Seminary's knowledge integration system. <laughs>